I've noticed an infestation here. Everywhere I look, in fact, the same unevolved, underdeveloped pawn scum. <laughs> totally convinced of their own superiority as they scurry about their short, pointless lives. What the fuck is that from? <laughs> Men in Black One. Well, you want to get rid That's of right. them, don't That's you? Right. In the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, nice. Nicely done. Yeah, we're recording, so. Yeah. Have at it, Jack. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did you record that? Yeah. Well done. I was just like, what the fuck? He went straight on character. <laughs> and I got to be the retard that didn't know what it was. Awesome. Men in black, baby. Well, welcome to Just Ride Podcast, and this is number 14. Holy 14 shit. 14 weeks of this. That's like a fortnight. No. It is a fortnight? Yeah, that's it is a fortnight. fortnight. <laughs> fuck yeah. Last week was a baker's dozen. This is a fortnight. <laughs> we'll find out what next week. 15. Why does nothing it, for 15. <laughs> why does that make it a fortnight? I don't get it. It's two weeks. Fortnight's two weeks. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, no shit. 14 days. You got okay. to learn something new. Things Jeff learned this week. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> this feels like a more loose one than the last one, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, I don't, I'd say we just get right into having some fun. Let's, My let's name's hop Zach. into the sauce. I'm Shaden. That guy talking to Shaden. I'm Jeff. That guy's talking to Jeff. And fucking it's Peeba, Pooba, and Wankba. Or something. Yeah. I've gotten we're still, still, like we're yeah, still getting really like submissions. Why we're the still ba? getting submissions for, for Ba. Because we're yeah. Ba's. You have to be you a, ba. be a ba. You're not getting out of there was a one, I mean, it feels Somebody like, said a bunch of Ba's. Of, and there were nah. a couple that made me laugh. Some of them were great. One was like Kaz Ba. That cracked me up. I just laughed so hard Rock at that. The Kaz ba. <laughs> I just totally saw the video. There was another good one on there, too. That wasn't. But ours are bodily fun. You know, I. Peabod, my pant, my my bed. He yeah. poobod in his bed. We know you wank bod in your bed. So I mean, but it's nothing special. That's the problem, right? Because everybody's wank. I could also be wank bod. Do you need to be special? This yeah. dog could you probably. Have a, do you have a strong? Deep I started thinking about special. that. It's like, how often is it really in bed? Oh, fair enough. Fair Every enough. time for me, pretty much. You Not have, gonna lie. That's it. Things nice. we learned about Shaden this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to the point where it's got to be like you know a risque place in the house. You know, like while doing laundry, <laughs> like you're doing your the excitement is just totally table. gone. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had like, sex with myself on the kitchen table. You're like yeah. you're like on the washing machine when the load is unbalanced. While I'm trying to do the that dishes, absolutely <laughs> reasonable. I would say any project that I'm in. Just to complicate things. <laughs> Why are you knocking out a wall in the living room? Because I needed yeah. to jerk off. Then I'm all role playing. I'm like, stop it. No. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Not right now. Oh, come on, me. No. <laughs> this is going to be a productive episode. Yeah, I, I can see where this is going. I will, this was uh, We didn't talk about this, but on the dipshit files this week, we talked about the need, the, the, the particular guy we were covering was a uh, just a really sexual deviant guy. And it was like, fuck, sex robot. Sex doll. Oh, God. Like, the, I thought you were to say, fuck, that reminds me of Jeff. No, no. Okay, thank you. Good, <laughs> good. But now that you mentioned it. Yeah, absolutely. That went right to you. But it was like, what do you guys think about sex robots, sex dolls? I shouldn't say robots, sex dolls. A lot less... Uh Sexually transmitted diseases, a um, lot less pregnancy. You could get syntax warts, though. <laughs> waka waka, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> These are the jokes, people. These are the, that's all I got today. Uh, it, yeah, it does seem like it would, re- like with this guy in particular, the guy that we covered. It, yeah. like, uh, I can still see nice uh, jealousy issues coming up in uh, relationships. Certainly. But it would be an easy, it would be an easy plug for, hey, it's, it's just a third, baby. I want to share it with you. You know, I don't, I'm just throwing it out there. Fair enough. 
It seems like the natural evolution of sex toys to me. It I does. Mean, yeah. I've I've never been into such things. I'm more of an analog man myself. But uh, would you would you feel the need to shame another guy if you found out they, he had a sex toy? They need better sex toys for guys anyway. Women have all kinds of cool stuff. They guys do. don't have. And there's no shame in it whatsoever. Do you feel no. shame to have if you had a would you if you had a sex doll? Would you tell us? If I had a sex doll, would I? Yeah. T- I yeah. I feel like there really isn't anything you guys don't know anything about. But not that we need to know. (laughs) That wouldn't be the weirdest thing I've ever learned about you, Jeff. But would you? Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Fair enough. I uh, I feel like when people think about sex robots, they automatically guys and girls both they automatically think of like female sex robots. But I'm like, you know, there's going to be a whole market of male. There's a whole market of porn where they're using machinery on women. I mean, or women to dolls, or women just yeah. With the doll, and that's like a. I have right. to. I have to think that the the um, dildo and such sundry toys market is doing way better than the flashlight market. I mean, I don't know, but uh, based on my assumption and observation, I feel like women are putting more money into sex toys than dudes are by a lot. I bet. Right. Okay. Well, dudes are putting on a lot of money into the sex toys for the women too. Maybe, sure. Right. So, yeah. but are there are there? I mean, I don't know anybody. Nobody tells you these kind of things and stuff. But have you ever had a flashlight? flashlight i've never had a i've had no yeah i've had jerk toys yeah. you, you've had really? a flashlight cover not not like specific it? yeah it, it it sounds really fucking arrogant honestly they're too small oh <laughs> jeff uh, uh, check out jeff's uh, only fans uh, at uh, jeff at onlyfans.com so do the tattoos no, go no, I mean, all the way to the tip of your dick <laughs> did, here's what's what, that here's do what, the tattoos go all the way to the tip of your dick as well just or? to the base <laughs> and the reason why is because that gets it gets really hard to tattoo in yeah. that in that no shit. Skin. Who yeah. did hold a heart on for that long? I, I mean, saw in a tattoo. <laughs> no, what they do is they, they clipboard it. They clipboard it. <laughs> they, they put it on top of it. And this is real. I like how oh. you're getting literal with my jokes. This yeah, yeah. Makes me so happy. No, because this is actually a real thing. I, I've been considering what it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, but they clipboard it. Just from the bottom, they like tuck the bottom between your oh. cacking balls and, and then put the head in the little clip. <laughs> what in and, that? And keep it taunt and yeah no yeah. That's whoever a bad came up with note. that it was it started as a joke and now it's the industry standard for some reason it started it, as a sadist yeah. like, <laughs> so like there was a guy fun. there was a guy uh that used to work for one of my artists and he just ended up being the dick tattoo guy and that was his that was his method his so. specialty it's like bring me your huh. dick yeah because everybody else like, i don't want to touch another dick i'm like dude that's like 200 bucks i'd touch a dick for 200 bucks <laughs> and they'll give you a tip fair enough Jeff. And, you, well, and you get to cause pain it's okay yeah um, i mean if it's, and yeah, it's if you yeah i don't know i could kind of yeah. see the appeal, i mean just I think guess, of in a, not that i want to go out just and think of the adventures change, your tattoo like, that you put on this man is going to go through that's pretty awesome i don't know if i don't know if there's a demand that high for Probably not. Yeah, I feel like 200 bucks an hour or 200 bucks. Yeah. If you're the anyway. only guy in the in the tri-state area that does it, then, you know, maybe you might be able to eke out a living, but... Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not saying yeah. it was his living. He was just the guy that would do it. He was the only and one. He's the guy that it. could, like, hang out with the proctologist and be like, I know your pain, bro. I'm the only guy. Me and you, we know. It's assholes and dicks every day. Assholes So the dicks. next tattoo... What about gynecologists? Get also gynecologists. Right. I feel like it's a different... Are they invited kind of, to this convention? Not, not as much, because, you know, it's a different thing. They shouldn't yeah. be talking out of church there. The... Uh, <laughs> the next the, tattoo I'm getting is going to be on my right ass to finish that. Can I up. recommend one to you? I'd stand by. Okay. 
but my tattoo artist who has a great sense of humor i'm dying to do this joke just because it's going to be funny i'm actually going to unroll a condom and just kind of have it hanging right out of my ass cheeks when i get on the table <laughs> well done, well done. Oh, how did that get there you should do that for your doctors and do, that's perfect <laughs> now, the doctors thing would be pretty funny or like getting getting raw dogged at the airport perhaps yes yeah, yeah. an appropriate <laughs> venue for that you were already here earlier so what the oh there's no cocaine in there that's uh-oh that'd be funny <laughs> instead of instead of a condom out of, coming out of your ass it's a it's a fucking glove a rubber glove it's like you guys already did yeah, this, this is from the why would i leave it in here i already got sat on and everything <laughs> like the sex toy thing i there's like a flashlight and stuff I've never experienced one and i feel like in my mind it's like a forbidden fruit that i am not allowed to taste because if i what if it's better like what if it's better than just regular jerking off I and it ruins regular it. jerking off for me like i don't, I don't know a fair if, fear i don't know if that's a fair trade okay well i should <laughs> I, I should clarify that the the reason that i had one to begin with was because it was an anniversary gift <laughs> so that kind of tells you how well that marriage was going not fair so fair you know enough. i mean anniversary i guess it was, gift, a, was it like customized like molded to her no, no. <laughs> that wasn't very thoughtful well, yeah, at all. Thoughtful. Like, I'm not <laughs> fucking you. Here you go, kind of. I got you a special engraved bracelet made of your favorite ore, and it got mined it's by got a your birthstone <laughs> in it. Fucking. <laughs> you got me a fleshlight off the rack. Yeah. <laughs> Just your generic fleshlight. It's not even the right it size. It doesn't even fit. <laughs> this is thoughtful as fuck. So, oh, and then I tried one of those spinny ones one time. But he still used it, so obviously. Or tried to. Oh, I tried, yeah. Right. Well, 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 before we get too far, my tattoo. This is the oh, next yeah, tattoo, yeah, yeah. and I bet you've seen this before, so it won't. Be, but you shave your pubes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got if you got junk like you're saying, bro, and you're going to tattoo your cock, I didn't you might say well. I had junk. I just said the toys are small. They might be really. Okay. They're made in Japan, man. Maybe they're just really. Tiny. Okay, fair enough. All right, but <laughs> what are you trying to you, say? Yeah, no shit, bro. <laughs> okay, but you take a, a uh, elephant's head and you tattoo all of the head where your pubes are and the ears out and all that stuff. Yeah, and then the trunk would be the penis. And then you'd scare all the people, the women you ever met in your life, and, or else they'd be like, "Oh, I want to see Babar again." When I would take people that would to, be weird to the, for me because I'm I'm, I'm a grower, not a shower, so I think that would be the weirdest. <laughs> Holy shit! That that elephant got it's really a, aggressive. It's an art bark with really big it's ears. That elephant went outside and it was really cold. Man. <laughs> that is the weirdest shaped elephant's nose I've ever seen. In this magazine, I saw it and I was like, "Holy, that's actually pretty clever," and it, and it seemed to work. And he was he was uh, soft and he was a shower. Not a grower, kind yeah. Of, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what he was. He's just showing pretty a lot. And then, more of a switchblade you know. kind of guy myself. <laughs> it's more of an any. I have more of an any. It it's comes ca- it's concave. <laughs> <laughs> it was designed as an evolution thing. I'm basically an X man. That's my power. You can't kick me in the balls because I kicked myself there and they're gone. I have no idea what I'm talking about at this point. Anyway, so they had a spinny one. A spinny flashlight. Yeah, That's it, a where thing? it spins. Yeah, but the problem is, like and, the, and then you know. It, it if you what if it twists your they're dick too small off? It, well, yeah. it, the problem is they just stop spinning it just sits there and gets stuck and you're like, oh, oh. Oh. that didn't work out so yeah well, okay now what about what if you put it on and like it didn't spin but you did <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing help me that, that probably means it's caught in your fan belt <laughs> Oof. And, and you're in the wrong spot yeah yeah, that's the other thing. I don't trust a machine. To, I, want, I don't want to put my dick inside of a machine because what if it malfunctions and harms my 
my my my, my man, <laughs> my little fella, my, my trusted <laughs> member. I feel like that's the what I th- think of first when I say sex robot. I'm like the thing that clamps down on cocks, like the thing that'll probably malfunction and chop off cocks. Yeah, and it's like oh, I don't know, terrifying. But it, it is funny because when when I was working for you Dan, download the audio erotic asphyxiation patch and it just <laughs> fucking choking <laughs> your ass. You're like stop, stop. <laughs> you forget the safe word. It's like oh fuck, you can't pronounce it because it's yeah. choking you too good. Like damn, bro, you can't pronounce it because it's Korean because you ordered it you like pre-ordered the like, first model internationally <laughs> damn it I didn't know how to <laughs> haven't changed it. haven't changed the language on it yet exactly. I deserve like, this <laughs> you totally deserve it but shit when I was working for Dan we looked at these things he's like hey dude, dude look into sex robots and I'm like oh okay and so I did. It's a and weird it was, thing for you to say to me. Yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> this is a weird job, Dan. This is a weird job. But then I, I, and I did, and it was like, holy fuck. Like, they have come to the point where, I mean, it's very realistic looking. I mean, it's a little silly still, but it's like, shit, that, that would be wonderful for all these because we're looking at it for serial killers like kind of thing it's a serial killer show it's like i guess that wasn't the total connection but i guess my head i'm always like that would probably for the sexual deviants that just cannot help themselves and stuff but that would be valuable and when we looked into it it became like there was a debate in there where it's like we can make childlike you're saying it's like methadone for rapists Basically, That's, <laughs> but like for serial killers, you'd have to have like well, repatchable. Like it'd have to come with skin patches. So like after they cut it open, they could you know get a second use out of it, and like they'd have to have <laughs> blood that comes out and like really visceral Dark. guts inside of it that they could you know mush around and play with. Ew. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds like a toy somebody would make. The no. serial killer. Listen. But you could do it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, excuse me. Listen to me, boys. Don't let that. This happen. is the road to AI wiping us off of the. No shit. They're planet. like you treated us. You like have to. Res- we can't. We can't disrespect the machines like this. That's not. It's not acceptable. I, I, I respect that. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying we have to buy a dinner first? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. You treat it like 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 a respectable being, yes. <laughs> including your toaster. I, I feel like you, if it's got some sort of chip in it. It will know. The future will know. Skynet will know yeah. that you weren't nice. Spoon to it. it. Don't fork it. That's right. Be kind. Be kind. But I was going to say, uh, there was this debate in there, and this is a weird one to bring up because it's whatever. But uh, would this might help pedophiles because they can make these dolls. Well, so, if but, it would help a serial killer, it would probably help a pedophile too. Right. Exactly. But uh, uh, I, I see where know. you're going but, with that. But here's, but here's the morality. It's like, can you make a fucking doll like that? That's it seems so it seems, fucked up still. Yeah, it does. So yeah, that's uh, that's how so I felt wrong. too. I was like, this is weird. I, I, it but for, for play, the exact same essence, it saves real people though. For the exact same essence, why if uh, so would killing the child rapist? Yeah, for the I'm record, more for that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on that team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I for, look the, into for the exact same reason that if if you know a, a man bought a robot and hid it from his wife and she found out, she would probably assume it as cheating. Yeah, kind of thing. You know, I, because it's too real. So then making kid robots, I, I get the principle of Dude. it. It's better than a child, but man, I don't. <laughs> and it's not, and maybe it's not for people that have been convicted. That is such weird it's still too fucked up. I, my American morals. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> don't let me let that go. Well, it's everyone that's listening to this is uncomfortable right now. Too. Yeah, we're as good. In, they're as uncomfortable we are as we in are. your mind. But, as I was bringing it up, I was like, "Why am I going here?" <laughs> when you're looking for solutions, I mean, I'm. It's not out of the ballpark, too. It's you know? weird though, it, but yeah, but it's so, fucked up but, too. So yeah. your morality is like, no, they, those those pedophiles, fuck you. 
for being that way or if you know however you are but this is a way to say well all right here's an outlet and you know do it in private and da, 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 dude little, i don't care just i don't care if you're though. wired that way you just don't get to act on it yeah sorry so is this acting <laughs> on it is this little because it does yeah, stimulate that. so here's Makes it more dangerous maybe? here's yeah here's my thing that's where i was leaning i was like at a certain point jerking off doesn't cut it you know what I mean? Like, I feel like nothing, nothing ever is going to compare to the real thing unless we can literally jack our brains into something that fools us to thinking that it's the real thing, like a virtual reality sort of a situation, mm -hmm. a Neuralink type of deal, Right. which weirdly I feel more comfortable with that than I do than the robots thing. And I don't have a good explanation for that. Cause it's in your closet, just I, sitting there. Because like, like, it's in your mind. You well, know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like if you're just jacked into the matrix and you're being a, pedophile then it's like i still don't like it but weirdly it ranks less bad than the in the, real life doing a, a robot a, yeah like it's just it's just uh, yeah. it's all i don't i don't think that shit should be encouraged in any way shape or form i don't feel like i don't feel like those people deserve to be catered to in that fashion that's my personal view on it <laughs> but it's Fair. you know i mean it's interesting you know because there's other countries where they don't share the same values and it doesn't mean shit to them yeah, fuck I mean, them too <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess is very clear where his here. principles are Shaden doesn't have a tolerance policy that's very high good for you well I think that's enough about the pedophile robot thing I don't know where the fuck I'm that glad came we from. opened the show with that I feel yeah, like that's a good whole so you can always count on just a ride to keep it keep it classy yeah. we, didn't, we didn't discuss that <laughs> we didn't discuss that I, no. it, I don't know what any of that actually <laughs> I'm scared about all the things. All right. But we were going to talk about a few things like uh, look, basically what we did, risking and gaining from speaking in the public today is kind of what we were talking about. I don't think I put it right, but we just put some stuff out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're talking about, I guess this hails back to conversations we've had in the past, but you're, you're talking about um, the pros and cons of being your genuine self and asserting you know how how you really feel in a in a like a public forum yes right yep. yeah yeah that's an interesting one because a better way to say that i feel that <laughs> i feel that uh at this point in my life i don't concern myself too much with reserving my opinions just for the sake of other people's comfort same same with dumbing down my words we talked about last week mm -hmm. i uh I just don't think that that's the most prudent way to go through life, but there is something to be said for reading the room and playing to your audience, you mm -hmm. know, like as a musician, like I'm not going to play the same covers at a winery that I'm going to play at a bar just because I'm, it's a different clientele and people are going to receive me differently. And ultimately if you have a goal in mind, then you don't want to just come in completely tone deaf to the people that you're going to be dealing with. And I think that there's something to be said for that in conversation too. Like the, the way that I comport myself on this podcast is not necessarily the way I comport myself in my living room with my closest friends when nobody is listening, you know, like not to say that I become a total shit bag, but I, you know, I, I, I feel more comfortable to speak a little more freely with my, my innermost circle than I do with just complete strangers. And I think that's perfectly healthy, mm -hmm. but I think your personality is context. It's based on context or yeah. where you're at and yeah. who you're with. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so for sure. But I also think that there, when it comes to matters of principle, that's where things get a little bit more different. Um, like if I, if I believe something to be so, and it's something that r pertains to my principles, uh, 
and I'm in a position where I feel like I need to talk honestly about it, even if I'm in a public circle of people that I don't might not even know that well, I still feel like I need to err on the side of being true to how I really feel rather than just placating the people that I'm around for the sake of not creating turbulence. You know what I mean? And I think there's, I think there's value to that. And I think people respect that on some level, even if they disagree with you, as long as you don't present yourself like a cunt, right? you know, if you, if you can come at it like, Hey, I don't have all the answers. I'm open to having my mind changed if I encounter new information, but I've looked at it and this is how I feel about it. And this is why. Uh, even if people don't agree with you, I think that most reasonable people can respect that, you know, and, and go, well, yeah, I don't see it the same way, but you know, it, at least you're not coming at me sideways. So I, I can, I can see respect where, that. where you came from too. Yeah. I can source it. Yeah. yeah. So it's all, I mean, it's, I think it's very important to, you know, comport yourself, like be, be, be self-aware, be, be, be conscientious in the way that you present yourself, but don't compromise yourself for the sake of other people's comfort when it comes to matters of principle either right. would be where I land on it. Well, do you really judge? I want to hear what you think too, but do you really judge people that way? Like outside of it too? Do you, I mean, we're, we're, we're worrying about being judged for what we think. How often do you judge people harshly when they speak? Is every, it because you don't like their point of view beforehand or every single minute of it? <laughs> That's not a fair question. <laughs> Shaden thinks you guys are all cunts. <laughs> he said what's called a misanthrope. Or you're great, but I've decided already. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. Well, actually we'll go to what do you think? Uh I mean we're we're putting our, our thoughts out into the world. It's well this isn't really about I'm us a little different. It's that I'm different than Shaden in the aspect that I my filter's just broken and i know that (laughs) (laughs) being in a public profession for so many years i mean i know how to be professional but i also knew how to get away with shit that nobody else could just in how i say things right uh i don't know why it worked for me everyone's like how do you do that dude i try to say some of the shit you say and i've got a complaint (laughs) (laughs) well delivery does matter quite a bit and it's really just it really is just delivery and how but i can pretty much be i can i can actually be brutally honest with people about themselves and brutally honest about myself and usually it's received fairly well i think Um, and and it doesn't and if somebody doesn't like it i i honestly don't give a shit i don't care because there's is it because you're a psycho? Might be, might be, <laughs> you know. But I mean, it's. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah it's you know, <laughs> you, I'm not for everybody. I'm not, but I'm for a lot of people. Yeah, and those people are going to support me, and the ones that don't, they weren't going to support me for something else anyway. So I don't really give a shit. Right. Yeah. You know. I agree. I, with, I, I agree with that. I think that's key. I think that it's kind of a good litmus test for when you when you stay true to yourself, especially in the public situation it's a good litmus test for weeding out people that you probably didn't want to be closely associated with anyway we all you know not to say that you want to craft your own echo chamber you should always listen you know at least see what people have to say but if somebody if somebody just shuts you down out of hand and doesn't listen to what you have to say on the matter and they're just looking for a reason to condemn you good riddance i guess you know come back if you ever want to actually talk about it but you know i don't i don't need that kind of shit in my in my life necessarily so yeah you're you're speaking from a little different perspective i guess than i was i'm just talking about me being me in general you know it within conversation yeah what you just (laughs) (laughs) obviously i mean obviously i want to within conversation you know i 
if I, I can talk to somebody that I don't agree with and have a very palatable conversation most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to uh, people, like I said, liking me or not liking me, I, I just don't care. I, I, everybody wants to be liked, but if you don't fucking like me, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to. Okay. It's just another no. I move on. Right. You know, that's good. That's like a superpower for, I think there's a lot of people that are like, I really need people to like me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, that it, comes from needing validation, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just, you kind of need to, which I get to, I get to a certain degree. Cause it's like, it's, it's good to, especially when you hold an opinion that's like on a, uh, divisive issue to have somebody go, yeah, I agree with you. Or I'll continue to associate with you, <laughs> even though you think yeah. that way. It's like, <laughs> oh, good. Maybe I'm not completely out of my fucking mind. You know, like yeah. it, it, there is be- some value to that. <laughs> I, I assume you're being facetious about oh i've already made up my mind about you but that's one thing that i've really learned about myself is and i'm probably more so now in the last two years than any other time is and and it's probably because i changed but there's been people that i don't like for basic their basic principles there's just things about them that i didn't agree with and really didn't want to associate with them but for some reason they were in my life but i've got to watch those people change and quite frankly changed more to my liking do be doing more of the things that i do uh understanding more of the principles that that i live by and, and and watching them change and live by them so i can change my opinion about somebody because i see that they're giving their best the best that they have to give and and that's been i won't name any examples but we've talked about yeah a, a couple that are specific well, yeah. you, so like, you wow. remain changeable too because you've changed in the time that i've known you yeah and not in a negative way I would add so that's my yeah I feel very very infinite and change you know I don't Mm. know for me it's been uh, it's been a trip because I I do like to keep to myself and and Shaden brought something up today that was kind of powerful for me like I just growing up I I was looking for you know like we talked about last week men to look up to or women to look up to but good people to look up to and a couple of those people brought me the book Art of War and it meant a lot to me and I'm a really agreeable person, so I, when I was a kid, I let people kind of walk on me a lot. It's kind of what all my friends would tell me and stuff and whatever. And The Art of War was kind of just right at the right time for me. And then I read it, and I because the people that gave it to me, and you know, there was some allure to it, and it's ancient and those kind of things, I, I in, embraced it heavily. And now that we do podcasts, and I've been doing, ra- I did radio before this and stuff. And as a musician, we put out a lot of our soul into mm-hmm. the world, if whether or not they can understand it because we're mumbling or because the weird, whatever. <laughs> but we do that, and you're a songwriter, Jeff. But that's what we do. We share those kind of things. But yeah, the the art of war mentality of where you really don't want to share a lot of stuff with yourself. It's not wise to be the talking, the loud talky guy that's always telling everybody what they think. Yeah. That's that philosophy, and then. You know, the, the, the most important part of Art of War, I think, they basically say to win every battle is to know your enemy and know yourself and to know your surroundings. So know your environment. If you know those things, you'll go to battle and you'll win every time. Unless your opponent knows more about you or whatever. Uh, and with this kind of podcasting, it's like, and, and again, I don't look at anyone as an enemy. But it is, you know, this is like a business mentality. Sure. This is like a... In a proverbial sense. Yeah. And at the time it was like a bullied kid kind of thing too so i may have looked at at life in general where it's like i don't want people to know much about me you know art of war is to look weak when you're strong look strong when you're weak to throw people off and it's really dishonest you know i don't like to um, being a liar is not something that i've ever strived to be 
but not saying things about what I, I think and what I am and what I know. Yeah. Don't is, wear your capabilities on your sleeve. Exactly. Uh, you know, but, and you were saying, it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe that's, it's a weird way to be sometimes is to, to look at the world as an enemy is obvi- obviously not wise at all. Yeah. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perspective, I think, because I think the context we were talking about it in was, you know, the uh, putting yourself making of yourself somewhat of a public figure on a, on any level, which is kind of what you do if you have a podcast or yep. if you're a musician or whatever, um, or, 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 <laughs> or if you're a cop, yeah, this is very public, <laughs> you know, well, and I have a reply when you're done, I have a reply to your thought process. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think where we landed on it or what, what I was trying to, the angle I was taking was when you make yourself a public figure like that, um, it seems like, at, at first glance, you're giving up that at that advantage because everybody just automatically has a chance to know your shit, and they don't necessarily have to give you anything in return. But if you have an audience, or or you know, even if it's a family, or if it's a group of people, or a group of friends that are you know looking up to you in some capacity, and you're putting more of yourself out there, you'll always be able to learn more about them based on their reactions and based upon the feedback that they provide or the way that their behavior does or doesn't change in relation to the, you know, what you do, you, you now have the ability to look at a whole set of variables and go, Oh, look at all this, all this that I can learn about, you know, not only these people, but I can extrapolate that to humanity in general. So I think that the point of that in art of war is not to cloister yourself so nobody can see you, but it's just to be very aware and selective of what you allow people to see and also to school yourself to be more vigilant than they are, Hmm. you know? So, yeah. So to piggyback on that and kind of be the opposite of art of war, now, in, in my career, what got me to be such a good communicator and to get basically no complaints and, and have people listen to me and have people want me to respond and, and, and comply with me and or even within uh, really within the hostage negotiation uh, realm, what I would do is hear what their problem was. And there was so, always something I could pick out of my life that I could relate to them with. So I was giving them something of me. Now I could have lied, but I would have to remember a lie. So I would be honest with them. And I've been through enough shit. I mean, I've made more mistakes than the average bear. So I've been through more shit than most people probably have, you know, and, and most of the, most of it self-induced challenge accepted, but I could at least, <laughs> yeah, but I could at least relate to them, but I would give them something of myself in return for them giving them something of uh, me, something of them, so we could have this open dialect, and it actually opened up conversation and built trust. I, I'm showing you me. I'm being honest with you, and they could tell, and therefore it would it would just build a relationship. And, and most most of the time, I mean, I mean nothing's 100, percent but most of the time it would build whatever relationship I was in at work and make things most of the time end peacefully. So that's a great the, the word trust. I mean, the art of war was basically don't trust people. That's what it was. And that's why it's like, fuck that. Basically what it is in, in the context of podcasting, it's like, is it wise for a human being to trust a group of people that they don't know, that, that they kind of come together through, you know, would it be wise for Dan to trust the cult of the curious with certain things? Absolutely not. They're all out of their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Should he start a cult with the cult of curious? A real cult? I don't know. 
it's an interesting thing, but I think the, what I'm going to do is just trust. I mean, this life is very short. It's just a ride. I don't want to hold on to the bar super tight and and just try and yeah. just let it go. Yeah, like. and if you guys are, you know, if you guys want to kick my ass, then I just I probably have my my guard down and I you know kick my ass. It's fine. Just know you have to go through me first. <laughs> Got some guard dogs. We're all guard dogs for each other. <laughs> Zach's the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst final. I'm the weakest of the group. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't think they would make it. God damn it. <laughs> well, I know the next thing. We wanted to start not with any of this. We wanted to start with a, another. We wanted to start with the Oscar story. Do you want to do a, we a want to do another police, police story. story? Yeah. So, police story. We need like a theme song. <laughs> we should make a. This. Okay. To tell this story, I have to go back. I think is about about three years to my very first day when I was hired as a police officer. Nice. Uh, day one. Day one. Original agency. Went in to go work the jail, and I'd already I'd already tested for police officer, and they were gonna hire me. <laughs> I don't know why the way you put that. <laughs> know, the, like the way you oh, put that is like, oh, I went to the doctor and I'm positive for police. It's a blue line. I, mean, I shouldn't have eaten that donut. Okay, let me rephrase. I was already number one on the list. They were planning on hiring me, and uh, but it was oh, going to be a month or two down yeah. the road. <laughs> so I show up for work, and the sergeant says, uh, "Nobody showed up for work. It's." Uh, it was a cherry a harvest fest or cherry fest. I think it was called in the town that I was in. So there was thousands of people in town. Nobody showed up for work. He's like, we need to run to the mayor's house. You're getting hired today. You're getting sworn in. You're working the road. Shit. So I, so we went over there. I was supposed to go in the jail. I had shorts on that I wore in the jail. I had a vest and, and uh, uniform. I didn't have a radio and I didn't have a flashlight. <laughs> I had a gun and OC spray and but no radio. my handcuffs. Fuck. No, and I had to go work the, this festival by myself. Huh. Uh, and I worked. I got sworn in, went off on my own. I mean, the sergeant was around, but I never saw him. I, I don't know where he went. He was at the same place? I don't know. Oh, I, <laughs> he was I'm, supposed I'm not to be sure at, what at he the, was doing. He was kind of double dipping, and, uh, uh-huh. and uh, he was a volunteer firefighter as well. So uh-huh. he would. Be on duty and oh, he's go, a yeah, host it's bad shit. Bad shit. <laughs> it's a long, this is a long time ago. Anyway, so I worked. I think it was a twelve-hour day that I worked that day by myself into the night because I, I went in the afternoon, so I didn't get off till like two in the morning, I think. And I go. I had a little, had this cool little Toyota pickup, and I go to my Toyota pickup, and my fucking windows broken out, and my stereo got stolen. Oh, son of a bitch! Oh, fucking pissed. So. First day on the job. First day on the job. That's when Jeff became the Punisher. (laughs) Went back to to work the next day. First thing I do is go across to the apartments, these little shitty apartments where we used to bribe kids uh, to give us information. I bribed a kid, and he told me who did it. Nice. And it was Oscar. Oscar is the one that broke into my truck. So I was looking for Oscar, and I didn't find Oscar. Uh, But so, yeah, I just like, well, I kind of forgot about it. So I moved fast forward like three and a half, four years later, whatever it was. I moved to another agency. I'm just minding my own business one night, probably 10 o'clock at night. On duty? On duty. I see this guy walking with a pillowcase out of the 7-Eleven parking lot. And he's got a pillowcase of shit over his back and it looks heavy. And I pop out. (laughs) He ran away from home. And who is it? (laughs) 
It's Oscar. It's the, the And Oscar. I knew because he looked like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> he was unmistakable. Unmistakable. One Jeff Stereo. Ah. Yeah, he had <laughs> several beers. It, it, <laughs> anyway, he had stolen a bunch of beer from 7-Eleven. I didn't know that. I just... Just a big bag just, of beer? That's fucking yeah. tight. Yeah. Big bag of beer? Yeah. What, what you got there? Big and bag of beer. I hop out of the car. I'm like, what are you doing? He drops it and he runs. Oh. I'm like, oh, fuck. Of course, I hear that it's beer because it breaks and it's flying all over the place. So I start chasing him. We need to add little sound effects like audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little motherfucker I have was all this sound. fast. And I was I was bigger then. I was probably 240 at the time mm. chasing that little some bitch. <laughs> anyway, I, so, and I chased that little fucker for a mile, a mile through <laughs> streets and alleys. And he ends up looping all the, and I know it's a mile because I lost my knife. I had a really nice amphibian knife that my dad had bought me and I lost it in the foot pursuit. So I had to go back and retrace it. Wow. And I tracked it and it was a mile. Shit. But he ended up circling all the way back around to 7 Eleven and he tries to hide behind the dumpster. And I just kept him in sight. I mean he was fast. Then <laughs> he hides You'll behind the dumpster. Alive, and I'm running up <laughs> and I'm just out of breath. And I'm like, and I, I can see that he's still staying there. And I get around the corner and I'm like, oh you motherfucker. <sighs> You're under arrest. And I take out my OC and I go, (laughs) 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 and I doused him with that whole fucking counter. (laughs) Holy shit. And he looked like (laughs) the great orange pumpkin. He was... At the time, it seemed so reasonable. I understand now it probably wasn't the right thing to do, but it was it so was a different time. so well well deserved. Well, he ended up going to jail for. I think that's justice. Quite a while in our local jail. <laughs> OC hurts. Yeah, he had to go to a doctor's appointment, and so those clothes we take him and basically just throw him in a shower. To, probably wouldn't have to go to, to the doctor him. if he didn't empty. No, the this was like a month. No, this was like a month later. But he had to put those clothes back on. <laughs> oh, that were mildewy and orange and covered in jacking up a Seven Eleven and stealing a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk. That made him invincible for a minute. <sighs> Shit. Damn. So that's Oscar story. Yeah. So it was. It was good to get him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you tell him while you were doing that? Like, I missed my ACDC CD. <laughs> I had to yeah, we had some talks about my razor's stereo. edge. I'm sorry about that. It's that was all for the stereo. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit, I got that at Pioneer Stip Sound or some shit. It was nice. A little bit petty, perhaps hilarious, definitely. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I say we we move along. Uh, we came up with an interesting topic that we wanted to talk about. It's kind of a dual topic, really. It's. Hmm. Uh, well, since we talk about a lot of guys' issues here, we wanted to talk about the white knight, and that it's kind of a divisive topic in our silly ass world. But basically, it comes down to it sucks for can men and women be friends, like in general, like actual friends, actual friends? Because here, let me let me dial that in a little further. Please dial. Can can men and women be friends without there being a sexual component to it? That's a definite dialing. And I'm not saying having sex with each other, but like one or the other of them is in it with the hopes that that might happen. Yes. You know, I, what do you guys think? I think that just by nature, there is some sort of attraction one way or the other, or both to some degree, if not emotionally, 
maybe physically, but I think that as a relationship moves on, you, you get past it. I think there's a time where you have to decide we're going to do this or, you know, either if both are attracted, we're going to do this or one person is the one person isn't, then they totally separate and go different ways. And that friendship doesn't work. Or it's like an acknowledgement of you're a different kind of person. I care about you, but it's not going to go that direction. We can be solid friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is it, who is better at being a friend to the opposite sex, men or women? I would say women. Probably I, women. I, I used to yeah. say women. I don't know if it's that way necessarily anymore. It does seem. Yeah. It does seem like women can compartmentalize the I think, I think, friendship better. I think guys the sex. fuck up that equation more often than than women. I think do. guys are more dumb about it. Yeah, a wiener, yeah. A wiener just needs and a I think that their feelings are hurt a lot more if they're rejected happy. too. I think it, I think if a woman was attracted to a guy and he's just like, you know, I appreciate it, but I don't want to go down that road with you. They can still be friends, but if a girl does that to a if a girl does that to a guy, his ego's hurt and he's going to go off somewhere yeah. else and not be able to handle the rejection. What what he sees is rejection when really it wasn't rejection at all. Yeah, hmm. could be so. So the. The thing I really wanted to kind of segue into with that, and it's all—it's also kind of a fuck this thing, a little bonus fuck this thing. But <laughs> I—I'm uh, playing footsie with you again, Jeff. You like that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have seen this behavior a lot, and I find it really distasteful. Um, but say for for the sake of context of this example, let's say it's a guy who's friends with a girl who is in some sort of committed relationship, whether she's married or has a boyfriend, and she decides to bring up something that relates to some sort of you know it's like it's not it's not a positive aspect of her relationship with her significant other, and the guy in this situation takes that first opportunity to to talk shit about the dude in, in her relationship, you know, like, Oh, he's, you know, he's out of line or he's a piece of shit, or I would never treat you that way. Or you don't deserve that kind of shit or so whatever variation on that theme it is. And I see this shit a lot and it's just dishonorable behavior in my opinion, because presumably, I mean, unless, unless, I mean, there's nuance to everything, I suppose there's occasions where a girl could be looking for some kind of solace on the side or whatever, and was mm-hmm. hoping that it would go that way. But for the majority of cases, I feel like, you know, that girl just wanted a friend to listen to her and then, and maybe and a then, male perspective of the, of the issue, perhaps, yeah. depending on what and, it was. But then, but then your, your knee jerk reaction is to sow discord and try to try to use that as a way to get personal gain. And I just think that's fucking slimy and shitty. And they uh, might be right about the person though. It's possible that well, they're right. They but. might be, but I still don't think it's, I still don't think it's the move to jump to that first, like right out of the gate. You sure. know, like, I, I mean, you can, it would be, it would be more constructive because I've dealt with that where I've, I've had female friends who were in shitty relationships and they were talking to me about it and it's hard not to be like, well, pff, just dump him. He's a piece of shit. You know, like it's hard not to do that. But I think it's not the productive way to go because it puts them on defense because they're like questioning their, their judgment of character, their decision making. And it's just, it creates turmoil no matter what. So it's maybe better to say something along the lines of, well, you know, what, what about that is the most bothersome to you or like, like just help them pick it apart rather than, you know, and help them arrive at their own conclusion that, you know what I mean? Are you saying that 
all is not fair in love and war? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> that is a component of what I'm suggesting. No. Yes. Uh, I, yes. It'd be nice. So anyway, that's just a personal little vendetta of mine because I was I, I think a lot of this is stemming from I was told recently by a friend of mine that um, men and women can't actually really be friends. Like that that they that there's always like either the guy wants some or the girl wants some and that and and either you're dishonest about it and you're able to make something kind of functional work or it's just won't work and that was the theory and i was like i don't know i kind of resent that because i have some really good female friends that i've certainly never had sex with and that's not my angle right <laughs> well, honestly it's I not have. that i don't find them attractive but i'm like i respect the arrangements that they have and i'm interested enough in them as people to still want to be a part of their life you know so right. i kind of resented that assessment i guess but i know a lot of people in life but i would say that most of the more close conversations that i have or more personal relation uh conversations that i have are w with women just because that's who they are in my life and, and they're not sexual relationships yeah. whatsoever. I think, I think barring you guys, that's true for me as yeah. well. Like you guys are the ones yeah. I really tend to get in the weeds with and, and my brother once in a while and that's about it. You know, the rest is female friends over the years for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think my, my biggest challenge with female friends is if they're, and there has been times where I have female friends that it, there has been a sexual relationship, but we ultimately ended up remaining really good friends yeah and you know if they and then they get into a point where they're in a relationship and then you can't be friends anymore because of the insecurity of the guy and and uh it it sucks because you understand his perspective even though you don't agree with it yeah and you wish you could change it and, and but you can't make you can't make him feel a certain way about you and and then she's got to make a decision you know yeah i kind of I kind of empathize with you on that one. Like I, I see both sides of that for sure. But I mean, I've had it, I've had it to where I've just been friends with a girl for years and we've never been mm -hmm. physical together. And then I got, yeah, it goes I got the boots because, because she got into a relationship and, and the guy was like, I don't want you having a guy friend that you're closer with than me. Like, cause you guys have known each other for so long. So I get kicked to the curb and I think that's a bunch of bullshit personally. It but, is, it is bullshit, you know, if but you, it's if you've had a physical common. relationship in the past, then I mean, it, it seems slightly more reasonable to me, but I don't know. My, the way that I'm wired, I... I the way I'm I, wired, I it seems not, just as unreasonable. I get rid of my friends in favor of having a relationship. I just think that any relationship where that's a requirement, that person's not ready to be in that relationship, yeah. in my opinion. You know? I have zero expectation of anybody that I'm with to get rid of anybody that was already in their life prior to me being there no. just because I showed up. I'm not that fucking arrogant. It's like trying to rewrite history or something. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I mean, it, we're fighting chemicals. So when you feel jealousy, it's not like you can really help a lot of it. You know, the people that feel jealousy. You can help what you do about it. You can, but that, I mean, <laughs> you can certainly change your response. Emotional maturity it. isn't necessarily the, the skill set that <laughs> we're just rolling around with easily. Um, what do you guys think about the Mike Pence method? I mean, no. for those of you guys who don't know, Mike, Mike Pence, yeah, <laughs> I mean, our former vice president, I guess he was never, ever once, in, according to him or whatever, uh, in a room with another female alone. He was always in a room with the females when his wife was around. And I, he had a pretty innocent answer to that. And it seemed like a real simple solution to what I guess he thought was too much temptation or something. What do you think of that? It sounds fucking little overkill and i don't operate that way right 
so it seems ridiculous. Kind <laughs> you can of, trust yeah. me or not. I don't really give a shit. Right. And I'm going to be honest or not, and you, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. You know, man, to each their own. I mean, I don't... I would never... I would never go for that personally just because I'm kind of with Jeff. I think that I, <laughs> if I can't be trusted to have that degree of self-control, with, you know, as it pertains to the agreement I have with my partner, then the, the uh, we, I, have, I have other fucking problems I need yeah. to solve before I, before I lay those ground rules. But, but I'm not, I'm not Mike Pence, you know, like maybe that's this, the solution that he came up with that because he just can't handle his shit in private or he doesn't, he can't handle trying to manage his partner's jealousy or some combination of the two, right. you know, like if that was just his, sounds like more of a succumbing was, to a situation really yeah, perhaps. But if it's a situation that he found desirable enough to make that compromise, then that's his fucking business, I guess, you know, and then tell like everybody I, about it. I just, I just don't, I don't. I don't find proselytizing tasteful in any situation, you know, where it's like, hey, this is how I do it, and I believe it's the right way for everyone to do it. Well, fuck you. Who do you think you are? Right. <laughs> you know, well, it's always, damn cool. it's always my knee-jerk reaction to shit like that, you know? So, I, will this, that shit, I will say this. I will say this. I will notice that. <laughs> if you're a person that suffers from jealousy, that isn't anybody else's issue. That's your fucking issue, and you have a responsibility for the people around you and for yourself to find a way to fix it, yeah. period. Yeah. Because it is not somebody else's fault. It's very destructive. It's your fault. Yeah. It's a trust thing that's very dangerous. Yeah. And once and you take really ownership, of, and this I'm talking from personal experience and growth, once you take ownership of your own jealousy and your own bullshit and take, start taking a look at yourself and and the things and how you respond, you can change it. Yeah. 100%. Well, that's all this shit isn't just directed at... at women either because men are, I've, I've, dude I've had so many dudes that just can't even handle their girlfriend be, you know spending time in the presence of other guys in a group setting right. you know, they're Absolutely. just like don't, yeah, yeah. don't look at my girlfriend it's right. like yeah. dude fucking chill I, out I mean people like, in relationships I mean myself I can remember being yelled at because the person I was with saw another attractive girl yeah, and I'm in trouble for it. It's like that's just insane. No, we're not doing this. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, that's no, a no. that's a weird game to play, and it is it is kind of toxic and self destructive. I think it creates for negative codependent relationships, like nine point eight times out of ten. But again, I think it comes down to you got to figure if you're going to be in any kind of committed relationships, you just need to communicate and figure out what's going to work for for you guys you know right. and then and then stand by it and if it needs to alter then have a conversation and, and adjust as you go that's perfectly fine but you don't have to do it the way anybody else does it necessarily and you don't have to apologize for it either but you also don't get the right to tell anybody else how to do it just because it works for you by on the same token sure. you know so it's worth a suggestion but it's up to the listener i mean yeah you could be like hey this is how i do it for your consideration you know there's nothing wrong with that but saying like well you're doing it fucking wrong and that's why you're having problems okay well now you can fuck off yeah. <laughs> well now it's electroshock therapy what the fuck is going on here <laughs> all right well i think we all kind of agree that you should i think you should be friends with women if you can't i mean having a love that is you know a sexual relationship is rare and you should always find those and, and nurture those but having a friendship which is another wonderful form of love you shouldn't deny yourself that because a, whatever because you're afraid of someone else's ego or whatever that might be yeah but, but also don't obvious. be a deceitful little shit and this is directed at my boys out there <laughs> <laughs> right don't be a deceitful little shit if you if you if you put forth the intention to be friends with a girl 
be her fucking friend. Don't don't use it as a fucking angle or resent her if she doesn't want to ever be more than just your friend. Just be her fucking friend, man. Like even if you wanted to date somebody, I would highly suggest trying to be their friend first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it like, definitely helps uh, for a long term. Maybe wait a week before you flip out the dick trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine what it's a like. whole week. <laughs> imagine what it's like to be a lady, and all of her guy friends. She knows that they want to fuck her. But they're being nice to her, and they're not saying that they want to fuck her. Imagine what kind of situation you'd be in. You're like, God, I, your position uh, of power sounds <laughs> awesome. It is a position <laughs> of power, yes, and I'm sure that it is used that way many, many times. Also, but frustrating, it also might, though, very sure. frustrating. Yeah, because yeah. one thing I, I notice a lot of things that guys talk about is like, man, she's kickass for a girl, or she's really strong for a girl. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Or she's really smart for a girl. And it's like, what the? F-? It's kind of that same kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm it's going. Baggage. For all that. People have baggage, man. We do. But you, lost, gotta, you gotta you gotta grow past that shit and uh you know we, we treat each other in weird places because we it's harder to empathize i think but it seems like right now in our society we are getting worse it seems like i'm sure there's plenty of people that are getting better because podcasting and and all of the things we get to talk more nuanced and stuff but it does seem like the mainstream ideologies are like fractioning further away from the conversation of where we should be i don't know Again, I have no idea where I'm going with all this. So. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I love to hear you talk. I'm a random ass jackass. <laughs> I really want to ask you guys this question. I've been wanting to ask it for uh, two weeks now, uh, at least according to these shows. Uh, it's been two weeks of shows. Zombie apocalypse mm. and how you would handle it. We'll call it zombie apocalypse. I, I wanted to hear just apocalypse in general, but uh, end of the world kind of zombie thing. Like, What would be in your bug out bag? What would you do to survive a zombie apocalypse? How big? How big is my bag? Does it have to fit it's on up my to bag? You, you got to decide what your bug out bag. Its size, its specs, all that shit. Well, if yeah, I can use my truck, I'm Just, good to yeah, go. However, you gotta you gotta carry it. Fuck, I'm pulling my camper. You're not. Gonna, you're gonna take a truck. You're not gonna take a Tesla. <laughs> I'm glamping. An electric car or a motorcycle? No, I need lots of fuel, lots of guns, lots of ammo, some tarps, and uh, lots of flints to start fires. Sex robot. and rope. Lots of rope. Right. Where do you get the fuel? If shit's already oh, hit the fan. <laughs> Gotta pump that shit out. Yeah, I guess do you have, I guess do you have, have the have guns ahead of time so you can procure the fuel without somebody outgunning you from the fuel? Why would the why would the pumps go down if we had zombies? I'm not saying they would go down. The I'm saying everybody's gonna go there. Well, that's what the guns are for. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm asking. <laughs> so what does that mean? Are you gonna shoot everybody who doesn't let you get to the gas pump? Yeah. <laughs> it's zombie it's, time. Yeah, it's an apocalypse. Human <laughs> solidarity out the window. So that's the premise so of post. Jeff is the kind of yeah. people you don't want to be neighbors with when the zombie apocalypse happens because he'll kill you immediately. Like, that's, like, that's some pretty good meat in your uh, refrigerator, right there. I'm going to take that. Well, and I'm going to take your guns and ammo. <laughs> I need. I just want every basic round: twenty-two, three eighty, nine millimeter, forty, forty-five, and then like thirty out six. Uh, you know, probably. 300 I feel like 308 is more common than 30 out of 6 globally uh, no nah, I don't know I don't know 7 I mean you want a good come that shit's heavy to carry so you need yeah. a place to hide it True. But you want to have all those ammos so as you go around you're going to have to kill regular people too right because not only you're fighting zombies you're fighting for survival mm-hmm. everybody's going to have weapons so if you can continue unless they're across America you got to take their weapons together yeah, I don't think that's like that. Happen. That yeah, bear, bear right. guy is not part of the tribe. He's out there. No, once the I'm zombies. set, once I'm set, you know, I'll have to. Have you heard about the? I think there are four preppers, but the the giant fuel tanks for trucks, where you can get like hundreds of gallons of gas in your truck, 
and they can go for I, I can't remember this was like a Joe Rogan podcast thing or something like that but uh, basically they build these for bug out baggers and and this guy he drove his truck like in one fueling of this thing across the country basically with no refueling really? of it yeah uh, but well, still you'd have I, to fill I, that I grew fucker. up around guys that worked on the oil fields and all those fuckers had big old gas tanks in the bed of their pickup trucks yeah. with like actual gas pumps and like they would same deal they i feel just, like in the apocalypse though if you got a bunch of shit that i want and you got a big ass gas tank and you're driving around i'm gonna shoot that gas tank and try and blow you up if i can <laughs> i don't know if that works physically i don't think that actually works. i know what you want to do i want to get a van but i'm stupid i'm not stupid in the if there's spot. a propane tank near it then yeah shoot that That'll so work. you can get your own pump too to just drop it down into the into the ground for those tanks yeah and pump gas right into it yeah, you it. can use it like a like a. There were people doing still. that in what uh, 2012. There were people stealing gas all over the place in vans. They were doing. They had vans with these big drums in them. That's really? what they were doing. Yeah. Jeez. Well, okay. <laughs> I got a bunch of questions on this. I haven't heard your bug out bag yet. Let's hear your your so, initial what you would grab. So I have a bug out bag. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in your bug out bag? I've actually? had a bug out bag for years, and I just refine it as time goes. But normally that I I like. I, I probably spend more time thinking about this than either one of you realizes. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've been, I mean, you guys know that I've been teaching myself like primitive camping skills the last year and a half or so, but I, uh, Shane doesn't think this is going to stick together. I've long. been, I've been last. like planning out like places to go and hide caches of shit. So I don't have to spend time fucking around in the city. If shit goes South, like I want to get out of the city as quickly as possible because there's people like Jeff driving around shooting people for gasoline (laughs) (laughs) and I don't want any part of that. I just want to fucking be able to bounce. So I want something within my gas tanks range that I can go and then I'll resupply from shit that I already had stashed there, but it's also got to be somewhere where nobody's going to take it or, you know, and it's got to be shit that's not going to go bad. So I've got, you know, cases of non-perishable food that last 20 years chilling in my closet and <laughs> i'm that guy but yeah my bug out bag is uh real quick i want to know what what stirred that from the what was the first thing where it's like i need a bug out bag what do you remember what year it was maybe we can extrapolate from that uh, was it the mayan calendar it was a 2012 come on it was actually probably close to 2012 but it wasn't because of 2012 and it was very very basic until like three years ago is when i really started like like it was it wouldn't have been very serviceable like i might have survived a day with what my bug out bag had ended up until recently and then i would have been fucked you know but i had i just had a few things stashed aside in a bag so that like if i needed to fuck off real quick i could just grab it and go you know two three days kind of thing yeah not even like maybe a day day it was pathetic (laughs) but it was at least something I was like, well, something's better than nothing, but I was young and had no money, so that's how it was. But fair, but uh, it's funny. I actually had a bug out bag for school shootings. I would just add to that. Really? Yeah. Really? Like I had a bag designed for school shootings that I would throw over. It had all the gear that I needed in it. Oh, just strapped over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. For going and defending against the school shooting. Yeah, Yeah. we should clarify that. Not not to (laughs) not to do the school shooting to defend against. Sorry, I feel like that shouldn't need to be said, but it kind of does in this disclaimer, just in case. Yeah. So, but yeah, in the last few years, I've I've really taken it quite a bit more seriously, and I've actually tried to go out and test my skills and teach myself how to use the equipment in my bug out bag because it's all well and fine to have shit in there, but if you're not going to actually no, if you don't be proficient you. in its use, then it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. But for real. But yeah, I mean, it's I would I want I have two different methods to that are waterproof to start a fire because i think fire fire and shelter 
and food and water are your main priorities, you know? So I've got, I got a water filtration system that's good for up to like 10,000 gallons. It's personal sized and I've tested it out and it works great. Is that the mud sucker? It's uh yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I tried it out of a mud puddle just to, I, but I wasn't hardcore. I you didn't like, pump. I didn't like stick it in the, in the mud puddle and like suck it straight oh. out of there. I like to, I like sucked it out of the mud puddle with a syringe and ran it through to see how clean it was. And then I drank it, nice. <laughs> but it's still, you know, it worked nice. I just don't have a lot of blind trust, but, but yeah, I've got a little gravity feed system, um, that I can hook my filter on and I can just hang it off of whatever and have fresh water as long as I have some kind of water source. Mm. Nice. Non-perishable food. That's pretty lightweight and sharp pointy things and a lot of paracord and yeah. anything know, for camping blanket duct tape, plus, a lot, duct plus tape. extra ammo yeah and i need to get my bow fixed because i broke my bow where would you go either of you you guys got a place oh, that you, play, you probably have a fucking yeah i go up with the bears i'm not fucking telling you <laughs> <laughs> give me a roundabout area i don't yeah. want the, the degree i'd go north Go north. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And you go. I just feel like bears. a lot of people yeah. in our area would go south, so north would be better for as far as where we live. You know, go where it's warmer. So they don't have to worry well, about shelter I mean, as much. You're running into a border if you go very far north. So I feel like people would just be like, "Well, I can't get very far that way, so I'm gonna either go east or south or over to the coast." And, you know, I'll go north. I have people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. He's a multinational guy. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, that's not you. That was the table I kicked. It right. also depends on what happens, you know? I mean, the, the manner of the apocalypse. If it's zombies, then I'm immediately going to go get a pack of smokes and start smoking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is that? Just because it's over anyway? Because, because smoking is fucking great, even though it's terrible for you. And if your life expectancy dramatically goes down when there's zombies in the world, so I'm going to at Might least well. enjoy, enjoy the rest of my time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. As a reformed smoker, I just want these toothpicks forever. That's all I wanted, these toothpicks. All right, that's enough bug out bag and apocalypse shit. Uh, I would die. That's what I would do. I would just die. But I will say. I was going to say, what about you? <laughs> in California, I grabbed my pillow and my pajamas. The reason I wouldn't die is because my wife is fucking as yeah, good a prepper as anyone in this room. She is able to do all the things that you need to do to survive. I, I don't know. So I would just follow her. Well, and I'd already, you guys, you I'd guys already decided that you three are getting crew. picked yeah. up anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm the least valuable of this whole house, of all the people in this house is with skills that are not... You can entertain us, though. <laughs> I've actually collected... You can, too, but he can also fucking... <laughs> I've actually collected a lot of people for real in my life that I'm like, these people will have utility if society breaks down. It's no not shit. the only reason I'm friends with them by any means, but it's like... like they check it was a calculated it move, for sure. Like, it was part of what allowed you into my inner circle. So. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, why don't we move along to the reasonable assist party? Uh, and this time we're going to be, I'd say, a lot. Mandatory bug out bags for everyone. <laughs> yes, why not? That's If we're going to spend tax money, we might as well. But this one is a little bit softer. It's uh, space travel. And, and should the government, uh, you know, it's NASA versus SpaceX and all of the other different uh, private companies, Blue Horizon and whatnot. Um, where does the reasonableness party sit? I think this one's probably one of the more fund ones. the space exploration, fund the shit out of it, but well, also put it in the private sector. Yeah, they'll private do, sector do for sure. Yeah. So that's pretty easy. Well, that's over. It gives access, <laughs> gives access hey, for a lot more people. Yeah, I be, think I think I think we should be putting a lot more resources than we are into exploring our oceans, though. Yeah, I, you you were the one that pointed out recently that that NASA's in charge of that too. 
Yeah, NASA. Well, I don't know that they're in charge of it, but or that's NASA, one of their jobs. Yeah, they NASA do, yeah, does so. do uh, ocean exploration, which I was like, what the fuck? How come I haven't seen some NASA ocean pictures? Maybe I have. I just didn't know that's what they were. But <laughs> that's how they faked the moon landing, bro. Yeah, it's all it pictures of astronauts underwater. They had to edit out the bubbles. That's what happened. <laughs> Checks out, I guess. <laughs> well, I feel like this one's a, a hell of a conversation. Uh, space. We all want. Do you want? Is it a waste of money for the government to spend? Uh, if, if it was government, is it a waste of money to have a NASA and do what they do? As silly as I think space shit is, because mostly because I don't understand. You know, space it. exists, bro. I right? know. It's I think out it's there. A, I, I think there. I think that there might be. It might be important to know what the hell is going on. So, well, we get lots of technology from trying to put people in space and, and keep them yeah. safe and all that stuff. So, I mean, Velcro, bro. I don't know. I don't know where we got Velcro. <laughs> There's a uh, Teflon. There's a, before. there's a concept um, that apparently, I don't fucking know because I'm not any manner of physicist, but apparently the ma- the preliminary math kind of checks out on it, but there's a concept for a um, not faster than light, but just sub light speed engine. Uh, engine. I heard about that. It was like, it's like based on uh, the particle collider or they're just basically colliding particles at a ridiculously high rate of speed and then they're re-harnessing the energy that gets you know taken from that cycling it back around colliding them again and they're able to in theory get this thing creating propulsion that because you can't exceed the speed of light according to the way we understand physics currently but you can get right below it and it would like allow you to get to if you know if it's able to travel at that speed you could send like people to mars in like 16 minutes shit what is that mach 30 i don't fucking mach know yeah. <laughs> it's it's sub light speed travel shit. <laughs> that sounds so cool which i was like i want fu- i just hope that that becomes a reality in my lifetime like because i mean like right now as it stands i mean according to if you believe everything they've said about it you could get to Mars in your lifetime. It'd be a one-way trip, though. Mm-hmm. And they're apparently they've been talking about trying to do it, but uh, who knows? I hope, who I knows, hope that happens who knows if Mars One will actually pan out or not? But, but, dude, to be able to just be like, oh, I want to go check out Mars. It's just a 16-minute flight. That'd be fucking sweet. Or the moon and, and okay. two minutes. Okay, <laughs> sure. Let's yeah. go see it. Okay, let's go check out the colony. Because, yeah. you know, we're going to be building one. <laughs> if sure. we can get there in 16 minutes. Like, it's just going to be clubs. Because that doesn't even... You can yeah, think, well, think about Vegas it. Vegas bougie, bougie as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there will be women with three boobs. <laughs> of course there will be. Total Recall taught me. That will be one of the first things that they do. <laughs> Somebody with a sense of humor will be like, we got to get the three tits going <laughs> yeah. over here somewhere. Just one I girl. I so. Thought. That better happen. <laughs> it's got to be but, blue. But think about it. That engine doesn't require any fuel. It's just particles that, recycling get, that get collided and recycled. Like there's zero fuel involved with that. That's, That's amazing. amazing to that me. is amazing. I don't know if it'll actually pan out in reality, but I'm just stoked that so far the math checks out. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Man, Build it. it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. One of the things that's weird about Mars, it's like if we, because ha- we'd have to terraform Mars or we'd just have to live in like boxes and try and build like little domes and shit like that or whatever. But the idea, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson like that was saying, idea. that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And it's worth it to be multi-planetary species, I think. We can ruin fucking Mars, too. Why not? It's probably why it's all It's already ruined. Yeah, that's right. We can't, how, how can we fuck it up much more? <laughs> find out we were there first. Yeah. That would be the best. That's so many sci-fi books are that way. Right. But if we could we terraform. To jump to the next planet as yeah. the universe expanded. Yeah. Yeah. But if, the, if we had to terraform, if we can have the technology to terraform another planet, that means we'd have the technology to 
fix whatever climate stuff if there is climate stuff that's a problem on our planet too i remember hearing neil degrasse tyson say that and saying well fuck that's a good point <laughs> if we come to come to the point where we can change any planet or a planet terraform it and give it oxygen and whatever uh then we should we will definitely have the ability to do that on our own planet because that's how we would have learned it and that's so anyway so it kind of defeats a lot of sci-fi movies and, and premises I that i used to like what if you can only do it when there's no people on the planet <laughs> that could, yeah, yeah fair enough <laughs> or what if there's a, what i would think of is it's like it's good to be a multi-planetary species because the meteor doesn't give a fuck if there's a meteor coming and it's going to extinct <laughs> the planet you know humans it'd be nice to be like go to the people fall to mars fallback fall planet yeah <laughs> fall back. bruce exactly. willis and I mean, he's not acting anymore, so he's got a lot more he's time. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, he can yeah. still probably swing a hammer. Get well, off I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I think very specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to feel the power between my legs, brother. <laughs> all right, that's enough space travel. I think we're we're all like we like the market and we like space, uh, except for Jeff. Jeff hates space. I don't hate space. I just don't. Really <laughs> Jeff's a space denier. This doesn't space necessarily denier. excite me. I mean, I like looking at stars. Sean, the non-believer. <laughs> we missed it. Oh man, the sci-fi! It, it, I can't believe Star Wars didn't get you as a child. It got me. It, it got you to hate it. it. Sti- sci-fi, but it got me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It did. The, what? Damn you, George! Lucas. It impacted me. If only Star Just Trek not the way got to him first, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That it was supposed to. I guess something mm-hmm. else. Have you heard of Stargate SG-1? It's a very good show. I like it a lot. Anyway, yes. you won't like that. It's got no. MacGyver in it, bro. Yeah, I, I know what it is, actually. Fucking, it. it's great. All right. Advice I can't again. wait for the day where Jeff's just like, surprise, fuckers, I've been a closet nerd this whole <laughs> yeah. time. And I like Total Recall. Like, that was cool. Battlestar Galactica is my jam. Total Total Recall? No. That's because it's an Arnold movie. I saw it. Opening day, full theater, front row. Front row. row. Terrible. All right, real quick. Never sit in the front best row. Best Arnold movie. What is the best? Arnold. Arnold. Twins. I haven't, I haven't Twins. Fuck yeah. Fucking Danny DeVito. Movie. I have an unpopular opinion. Oh. Yeah. Last action hero. Fucking brilliant movie. Okay, yeah. Boom. I like twins too. Boom. Those are the two best. Kindergarten ones. Cop was good too. That was really good. I surround myself with good people. <laughs> they know the right answers to the right questions. Let's move on to advice that we give ourselves. Those just a rad boys know the right thing to say. <laughs> we know the correct Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Uh, time for advice that we give ourselves. And this time it is to not accept things as they are. And I can't remember. Is that you? Oh, yeah, that was That's me. Shade. I'm guilty. I'm responsible yeah. for that. So you're responsible. So lead us in the direction that you intended. No, I don't want to. I've been talking too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Fuck it. This one's I'm, too shade and heavy. Home. See you guys. Shade's tired. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was. This is kind of a something that I. It's a mantra, I guess. So I use it to remind myself uh, in a lot of different instances, but part of it is don't allow yourself to become complacent you know like it's okay to there's a difference between being content with where you happen to be in any given moment and and being helpless in the face of you know whatever you like just becoming a victim to reality like just going oh well i guess this is the way it is i can't do shit about it so i'll just accept it and that's when you start becoming stagnant and ultimately your soul starts dying a little bit in my opinion um so that's not it's it's a reminder not to let yourself um fall into that it's also a reminder to not accept things at face value you know if something is presented to you in a certain way always approach it with a healthy level of skepticism rather than just going oh i guess that's the way things are because you know that's the way i it was when i encountered it or that's the way it was presented to me i think that that's a really dangerous mindset to allow yourself to fall into because then you'll you're a 
you're a prime candidate for lies, gaslighting, propaganda, manipulation. I mean, anybody who wants to lead you around by the nose, if you're just in a mode where you're like, well, I guess that's how it looks. So that must be how it is. Then, you know, you should always remain skeptical in my opinion. Yeah. So it's kind of a two pronged thing for me to just, you know, don't, don't become complacent and also don't, don't lose your vigilance for, you know, things being presented to you and just believing that that's how they are out of the gate. I mean, a tool for that is to ask, compared to what? Compared to what? Yeah, whenever somebody throws something at you that's very matter-of-factly, it's good. I mean, I find that in economics, that's where I learned it. And it's like, compared to what? And how much does it cost? That's the economics part. (laughs) Zach, the earth is flat. How much does it cost? Compared to what? (laughs) How much does it cost? (laughs) So fuck I'm going to start saying that to everything. <laughs> How much does it cost? Uh, whoa. I was asking if you wanted a back rub. How much does it cost? Shaden, you didn't get that project turned in on time for work. How much does it cost? <laughs> well, you're fired. Uh, probably about uh, quite a few thousand dollars a year, I would say. Compared to what? <laughs> well, compared to rubles or... No, I don't know. <laughs> Yen? So that's good advice. Yeah, try and be skeptical of fucking... Uh, people's just... a. I don't know what you're saying. So when, what's a good example of, uh, so if, um, <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to go to the earth is flat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> if somebody says, Hey, the earth is flat and you go, well, how come? And they go, well, because look, the horizon's always at eye level. And you go, okay, that must be true. <laughs> although, although the truth is counterintuitive. The truth is that it's more of a realm shape. <laughs> it is more of a realm, and it's hollow. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, just you know, it's it's good to listen to people, but don't don't immediately take everything to heart. I guess is is what I'm trying to get at. Don't don't just be content to let other people do your thinking for you. Big time. We are inundated by people that would like to. The media that's their 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 goal is for you to listen to them and live your life accordingly. Be skeptical of all the cunts. Good advice. Yeah, fuck right. the cunts. Fuck the cunts. <laughs> all right. Uh, thing I learned. This is shade. It's back to you, buddy. What the heck? Yeah. This is a you learned something. Oh, this God. is about iron deficiency. Oh, this is another. This, this is, a real is quick another one. little short and sweet one. Yeah. yeah. So, I learned that if you are experiencing anemia, feeling generally kind of wimpy <laughs> then uh and if it's if it's due to an iron deficiency which is like one of two possibilities of of why you're feeling anemic mm. uh if you do your cooking in a cast iron skillet you actually get enough iron from the skillet that it will correct your iron deficiency shit <laughs> and now you'll double feel that. stronger like yeah. Popeye damn that <laughs> doesn't need spinach fuck yeah it's not gonna go well in your microwave so. no don't do that <laughs> don't put it in your microwave do not recommend okay but yeah. we'll, we'll have to double check that yeah we're not doctors look it up but I, I learned it and it seemed uh, I, I think my source was fairly credible so I thought that was pretty cool excellent mm. alright last thing and this is on you Jeff fuck motorcycles bro Oh yeah, <laughs> I got thinking about this when we were talking about the Bunch cars. Of our listeners and loud, are like, "That's where I draw the line." Loud music. Ride. That's a great vehicle. It's not that riding. I. It's not that I don't like motorcycles. They're pretty, and I get all that. We're not going to let you give it. You don't get a chance to explain yourself. I'm sorry. He just doesn't like motorcycles or the people that ride them. <laughs> Andy's an asshole. I have it on good authority. <laughs> but you know, every year, this every it's all. Oh, look out for motorcycles. Watch twice for motorcycles. And it's every wreck, it's the car's fault. That is, I mean, sometimes it's the car's fault, 
Right. But pay attention to how people ride on motorcycles. They ride like a bunch of dicks most of the time. <laughs> well, you can. 120, really 130, faster, machine. just zipping in and out. I was blown away, by the way, motorcycle drivers just speed around California. They drive like fucking assholes, and then they're shocked and shaken when they get hit by a car. Yeah, it's because you're being an asshole. Stop it. <laughs> Don't do Jeff, that. Jeff, you just made a bunch of enemies, bro. I, well, <laughs> They want to drive like assholes. It's the point of having a motorcycle. And a Honda. You know, but I'm not the enemy because I'm being honest. If you drive like an asshole, stop. If you don't, then don't worry about it. I'm not talking to you. Right. But, you know, it's. I, I remember a perfect example. I was actually talking to you on the phone, sitting right up the road. Why I wasn't at your house, I, don't, I probably should have just been talking to you. But right. we were on the phone, <laughs> and I'm watching this intersection. These three motorcycles, you know, the crotch rocket motorcycle. I don't know, whatever the hell they are. That sounds fair. And the lead guy, you know, got his, you know, a, a medium affliction shirt on and his <laughs> sparkle butt jeans and his tutti frutti fucking vape pen somewhere on him, I'm sure. <laughs> And, okay. he, and he's flying up to the light, the red light, and he does an Indo brake stop and flips himself over, lands on his face, bike crashes all over the place. Of course, and then he sees me in the parking lot, and they all think he's going to be in trouble. And I remember I just shined the spotlight. I mean, what more am I going to do? Right. You crashed your bike. Good job. Right. He's not in You're hurt. not hurt. He's not hurt. But, yeah. And I had another I'll, one of I'll those. I'll help you where, pick up your, you yeah. can get your rear view mirror back or whatever, side mirror. I had another guy that had one of those, and right in front of me, I was driving behind him on patrol and he did the same thing oh he flipped it flipped it broke his wrist i remember that broke too. his bike all you up. told me about that i think it yeah. was yeah, yeah. <laughs> and helped him off the side of the road and just kind of you good yep yeah. see ya and my wrist hurts <laughs> once again play stupid games win stupid prizes i always wanted a motorcycle when i was a kid but my dad was just like do not do that do not do that so i, I, I don't know i have no desire at this point for some I reason i still want a motorcycle I like motorcycles. I would love to have one. Which kind I'm, of motorcycle a, would you I'm want? I'm a big I want fan, but more of a cruiser style of bike, so I can travel up rivers and fly fish and camp along the way. Yeah, I when I was younger, uh, I wanted to crotch rocket. Like I just wanted to be able to go fast. Yeah, but that's what impressed me too. I've kind of outgrown that. I think I, I, I want a I, quiet BMW bike, like a very like a very quiet bike. Yeah. You can't hear it, but it's fast. It's yeah. nimble. It's good. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Month. I understand that the fast driving is probably a, ba a blast, but you yeah. don't get to drive like an asshole and then act like a victim when you get hit. <laughs> Stop it. Can't have your cake and eat it, too. No. I, I thought it was amazing. Like I said, uh, you know, your California traffic's like Seattle, but everywhere in California. And so it stopped, but the motorcycles will just go right down the center. When you can't do that here, but they do a lot of people from California now, so they're starting to do it. Yeah. And it's causing wrecks. I've seen it now yeah. a couple times. Yeah, in Spokane mm -hmm. or in Coeur d'Alene, really, on the way back over. But it's, uh, I watched a guy hit cars and st I mean, they'll hit people and stuff, and they won't even stop. Mm -hmm. They'll graze right by the car, and it must have hurt them, but they're just, it's like, whoa. Yeah, poor car. Yeah, oh, you're car. talking about the guy. Yeah, the guy, too. <laughs> I feel bad for the car. All right, yeah, you guys. I would I would probably uh, if I was going to get a bike, I think it would be like an all terrain one that's like still street legal. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like something with some beefed up suspension and some meat on the tires that I could like rip around town on, but also take up into the mountains. And, is that a know, Huffy or is that you know, BMX? Yeah, I need pegs. <laughs> I need pegs on there for sure, so I can do some. Sick You're talking tricks. about the tour bikes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's huge up in. They come. I think they come down. I don't, I don't know what their route is, but they go all the way to New York. You can get apparently. some with some fucking serious horsepower too, but you, they're still more than capable of going Dude, up they in the woods strap, on trails and shit. And they know? strap on gas cans and yeah. cruise through the mountains. Yeah, it I'm, looks like it'd be a I'm, blast. I'm about that shit. But 
anyway, that's my feelings on motorcycles. Can I, before we wrap this up, um, can I share some email stuff with you guys yeah, that please. you may or may not have seen? I've just been, I've been trying to pay a little more attention to the emails and we're actually getting some, like, I'm, I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get caught up cause you guys are actually sending us emails, which is awesome. Thank yes. you. Don't stop. But, Indeed. but, uh, there was a couple I kind of wanted to shout out. Um, the first one was from, uh, our boy, David. Our main man, David, uh, he was talking about, in reference to when we were talking about me starting a cult, <laughs> and I just thought this was really funny. And David says, so uh, the idea I was going to mention for Shaden's cult is for all members to wear a cloak and an owl mask. <laughs> the masks all have to be plain as to not show up Shaden's. <laughs> he he, would, be, like he would be referred to as the great owl, shadow boxer supreme, <laughs> and of course, the grand poobah. Every meeting would end with everyone doing air guitar. <laughs> Could be fun. <laughs> Thanks for all the content, guys. <laughs> nice. That's probably a good idea. He's probably going to take you up or probably follow that plan, that plan. <laughs> I, I think i did i emailed him back and said that i would laugh my ass off at that i thought that was awesome but nice. so I, thought, I thought that was cool and then uh i can't read this whole thing because it's really really long but berserker kamikaze wrote in about a whole bunch of his own experience with a psychopath sociopath in in his life and mm. i just wanted to let you know i read i read it dude and i'm it's a it's a subject of great interest to me and i'm I'm gonna try to reply to you sometime in this this week i think but uh maybe sooner i might have already gotten to it by the time you listen to this but i thought it was pretty wild it sounds like you had a pretty crazy experience and it reminded me somewhat of some of my own stories so maybe i'll maybe i'll sling some sociopath stories in, in future episodes we can get into some some shit but yeah but thanks for the email, dude. I really appreciated it. We all did. And uh, keep them coming. Yeah. And you can do that at justtoridepod at gmail.com. And you can find out more. You can get more shows at scatcast.com. And every third, every Friday, we'll be back here next week with another fucking thing that we do. Scatcast.com backslash we rule. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash scatcast. <laughs> that shows us that you think that. <laughs> all right. But thank you guys for being here. It's awesome to hang out again. It's been. A fun I almost day. didn't come. I wasn't sure. Son if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to come today. I'm sick of this. All right. Well, like, we'll talk at you in the future. Yeah. It'll seem like a present. I bet it will. What I if might. it doesn't? Fuck! I hope it does. The physics is crisis. fucked up. The time is dumb. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. It's just a ride. Whoa, oh, it's just a ride. Bing, bong. Boop.